Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. Well, a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you on this lovely, lovely, beautiful March 10th, 2021. I hope you're enjoying the little hint of spring we're getting out there uh, today and uh, tomorrow, as I understand it. So uh, just, I guess, uh, 11 days, right? Spring is uh, on its way. We'll be here before you know it. Weather-wise, it's already here, but uh, officially uh, comes on March 21st, 11 days from today. So I'm happy you're here, my friends, taking some time out of your day to spend a little bit of it with me. I really appreciate that, all of our family who join us. And You know, just to remind you that if you are listening on one of our domestic church media radio stations here in New Jersey or Pennsylvania, um, we also come to you live uh, on our stream from our website at domesticchurchmedia.org. Also, I hope you have downloaded our free mobile app because you can listen there as well. Domestic Church Media, just go to your app store and search for Domestic Church Media. It's free, and it has so much information on it, just so many resources for you. Uh, so do download that because you can also listen to the stream, the podcast, and you can also watch the program live on your mobile app, on your tablet, even on your smart TV because we're coming to you live right now on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Domestic Church Media, if you're uh, tuned in at 4 o'clock Eastern Time uh, on this March 10th. And also uh, streaming live video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Domestic Church Media, and streaming live video as well on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. And in using all of these platforms, like the Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. You can just say play Domestic Church Media. We stream our uh, audio there as well. Uh, because of all these platforms that we use, we are coming to you uh, and going literally around the world. Thanks be to God. And uh, there's more to come, you know. There's, there is more to come. There is more to come. We're so excited about what the Lord uh, keeps asking us to do and expanding. Um, so... We'll fill you in on that as we get closer to uh, that part of our apostolate uh, down the road here this year. Uh, today, of course, is Wednesday, and I want to uh, finish up, if I, I'm pretty sure I can, finish up the Holy Father's message for Lent uh, that he gave us, uh, and um, very appropriate, obviously, since we're now smack dab right in the middle of this beautiful season, and then go back to the Second Vatican Council the Dogmatic Constitution on the Church, Lumen Gentium, the section on the laity, uh, because it is vitally important that we as lay people especially understand our role and our mission in the Church. We're not just here to be uh, bystanders <laughs> and spectators. Uh, we are called to be in the game, and uh, the Council Fathers really laid that out for us very well, beautifully, 
in Lumen Gentium, that is the dogmatic constitution on the church, on the role of the laity. So we'll talk more about that. We are going to pray, my brothers and sisters, and we're praying this beautiful prayer of consecration to uh, the Holy Family of Nazareth. And as I said and been sharing with you, you know, you can get copies. We want to send them to you for free. They're our gift to you. Uh, all you have to do is uh, let us know how many you want, and you can do that on our website at domesticchurchmedia.org. Under the prayer link, there's a little form to fill out. Just give us your name and address and how many you want, and we'll get them out free to you. But we are praying and uh, consecrating our families to the Holy Family of Nazareth. So let us then begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord Jesus, you lived in the home of Mary and Joseph in Nazareth. There you grew in age, wisdom, and grace as you prepared to fulfill your mission as our Redeemer. We entrust our family to you. O Blessed Mary, you are the mother of our Savior. At Nazareth, you cared for Jesus and nurtured him in the peace and joy of your home. We entrust our family to you. O Saint Joseph, you provided a secure and loving home for Jesus and Mary and gave us a model of fatherhood while showing us the dignity of work. We entrust our family to you. Holy Family, we consecrate ourselves and our family to you. May we be completely united in a love that is lasting, faithful, and open to the gift of new life. Help us to grow in virtue, to forgive one another from our hearts, and to live in peace all our days. Keep us strong in faith, persevering in prayer, diligent in our work, and generous towards those in need. May our home, O Holy Family, truly become a domestic church, where we reflect your example in our daily life. Amen. And our prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and also to Our Lady. Holy Father asks us to pray uh, these particular prayers every day with the specific intention of uh, uh, protecting the church from the attacks of the devil. And we've added to that to protect our country from the attacks of the devil and also to protect our families from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray St. Michael the Archangel defend us in battle be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. We pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, my friends, I thank you so much for praying together, and uh, it's always a joy to start our time together in prayer. And you know, uh, let's see, this coming Monday already is the third, third Monday in March, March 15th, and that means our dear friend Bruce DeBacco will be back with uh, Come to the Throne live at 3 o'clock this coming Monday. And so we uh, encourage you to uh, get your prayer requests and prayer intentions to us because I know Bruce loves to pray with you and for you during that hour 
a very special hour, a very powerful hour, and uh, you are invited to be a part of it. This coming Monday, March 15th, live at 3 o'clock right here on these domestic church media uh, stations. And um, we'll get out to you, opportunity for you to uh, email us with your prayer requests or text us with your prayer requests. And I know Bruce loves to actually pray with you, interact with you over the phone uh, during that live hour. So I do hope that uh, many of you will call in and pray with Bruce over the air. A very special uh, gift that Bruce DeBacco has as an intercessor for you. And so uh, that's coming up already. Third Monday in March, this coming Monday, March 15th, uh, the Ides of March. So uh, uh, do tune in then. And one other quick note, my friends, I shared with you yesterday, our needs. And uh, again, I, it's, it's, I don't like to spend this time talking about it, but you know, this is really the only um, local opportunity I have in the course of any day to come to you directly during my program uh, in this manner and, and also on the Friday program uh, to speak with you and just share with you as steward over this apostolate what our need is, and it's a very urgent need, and I did share with you yesterday. So forgive me for taking some of this time, but it, it, is, it is the only time, you know, our our affiliation and our affiliate agreement with EWTN uh, requires that 80% of our programming uh, be EWTN network programming. So when we have local programming like this, um, it's, it's uh, limited. Uh, this program, of course, come, I come to you three days a week, and then we come on Friday together with Cheryl. Um, but given this time, and as, as, as main steward over the apostolate, the Lord requires me to share with you what our needs are, and um, just to share an urgent financial need right now, because we're finding ourselves in a situation that we don't like to be in. Um, you know, as I've shared with you, and you will know, last year, 2020, was a tough year for everybody financially in so many ways. And it was for us as well. We had to put off our Radiothon from the spring to December. We had it in December, and you were so generous. We thank you for that, uh, to the tune of having raised $144,000 during that three-day event, which was beautiful, represented about 50% of what we need for an entire year of broadcasting. But uh, again, because of the pandemic last year, by December, we had fallen short about $46,000. So even though we raised 144 in December, 46 of that had to go back to pay back, you know, our and pay, you know, return it to our account to pay those things we had to pay for. So we really raised, you know, less than $100,000, which went to this year. But we're finding this year already, the first two months, uh, donations in January and February are down by about 51%. And that's not good because that trend is even continuing into March. So, again, I put the plea out. You know the situation. We can't do any of this without you. We don't sell advertising time. We can't. We're non-commercial. Um, we count completely, totally, and solely on you, our family of listeners and viewers and benefactors, uh, to be generous. And so I'm asking you during this season of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, please, if you would, uh, first of all, thanks to all of you who donate on a regular basis. We, we so much appreciate that. And I'm asking even those of you who do it regularly, if you can, in any way afford uh, to maybe add a little extra. And those of you who haven't had an opportunity yet this year to donate, do please do so this month. 
um, make it an offering. You know, this is a season of almsgiving, and we are a charitable organization. Giving to this apostolate allows us to open up the airwaves to the gospel message to reach so many people every single day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so that's my plea to you. You know, I have to come to you. I, I don't like doing this. Not my favorite thing at all. Um, but uh, I know I have an accountability to the apostolate and to our Lord to, um, as steward, make our needs known. And our needs right now are great, as I said. So please, uh, you can write to us here at Domestic Church Media, and we're at P.O. Box 7509 Trenton 08628. That's Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509 Trenton 08628. Or you can very easily go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and make an online donation using your debit or credit card. And uh, there's an opportunity there when you do uh, donate online to become a sustaining member, a monthly donor, which is a big help to us because it helps us to um, budget better, and we can count on that uh, donation coming in every month. It's a big help. Uh, No amount is too small. Trust me. No amount is too great. Trust me, whatever you can afford, whatever was in your means, and you know what you can do, what you can't do. So please consider that as well. It's domesticchurchmedia.org. Click on the Donate Now button, and you can make a one-time gift or a very special sustaining monthly gift. That would be a big, big help to us, uh, especially during these downtimes. And um, well, right now they are down <laughs> so by, by about half, about 50%. And uh, we certainly don't want to see that continue. And cut back in any way. We have to keep growing. We have to keep getting the word out, reaching as many people as possible, especially during these very difficult, confusing, and even strange times we live in, right? I mean, when you see what's going on in our world, but especially now in our country, some of the things that are happening that are so contrary uh, to the basic Judeo-Christian principles upon which this country was founded and upon which we were called to live, um, We need a voice of truth being proclaimed regularly, a place where you can come to rest in this truth, to know that you're not alone in your belief, in what you believe, and what you know to be true, that we are here to serve our church. We are here as an apostolate, a Catholic lay apostolate. You know, we don't receive any money at all from any diocese that we uh, serve or any uh, parish. Although we have received donations from individual parishes, individual priests, and even our bishop has donated personally. But as far as an official um, recipient of regular uh, or any financial assistance from the diocese, we don't get that. Uh, We don't get any uh, financial assistance from EWTN at all. We count on you. So, again, I hate taking up this time to do that, but I have to let our needs be known. Again, you can write to us at Domestic Church Media. Uh, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or visit our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. And if you can consider becoming a monthly donor for any amount, whatever you can afford on a monthly basis, that's an enormous help to us. And that option is available when you go to our website and hit the Donate Now button, a one-time gift or a monthly gift if you can. God bless you all for all you do for us. Really, really appreciate it. All right, let's go to uh, the Holy Fathers. This is the end, I guess, the last uh, paragraph or the last section of his uh, 
Lenten message, and he um, titled this year's message, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, Lent, a time for renewing faith, hope, and love. And yesterday we shared with you his teaching on hope, and today we'll share the last teaching on love itself. And Holy Father Pope Francis writes in this message, Love, following in the footsteps of Christ, in concern and compassion for all, is the highest expression of our faith and hope. Pope Francis wrote, Love rejoices in seeing others grow. Hence, it suffers when others are anguished, lonely, sick, homeless, despised, or in need. Pope Francis writes, Love is a leap of the heart. It brings us out of ourselves and creates bonds of sharing and communion. Now, the word is thrown around a lot, isn't it, love, and uh, used very lightly uh, in so many ways. But the Holy Father says love is this leap of the heart because it brings us out of ourselves and creates a bond and bonds of sharing and communion. Of course, that begins in the family, those of us who are parents. Uh, oh, actually, those of us who are married, you know, I mean, you you, you, you commit yourself in love to another individual for life and say, I will live the rest of my life with you, this bond of love that, that keeps that couple united in that, and that beautiful, beautiful bond of sharing and communion, as, as Holy Father calls it. And then, of course, if you're blessed with children, that love extends you know, to these other beautiful people who are entrusted to us by God. You know, parents, we have to remember that our children are not really ours. They're the Lord's, and he has entrusted them to us throughout this life. And one thing that uh, we've discovered, Cheryl and I, in our um, time as, as, uh, of course, parents, but now as grandparents— you know, with our, we have three beautiful little grandchildren now, and, and uh, you find out, and I know, I'm, I know those of you who are grandparents, you know this, that all of a sudden you find in, within you, within your very being, there emerges, when you have grandchildren, all of a sudden there emerges love, a reservoir of love that you didn't even know you had. You just can't, you, and it's indescribable. Of course, you love your children, and, and that's, you know, that's, there's again, there too. But when all of a sudden there, a grandchild arrives, or grandchildren arrive, there's this reservoir of love, this reserve of love that all of a sudden emerges and say, wow, I didn't even know I had that, but I, these little people now are just the apples of our eye, you know, and, and. And it's you try to try to define, try to describe, try to try to uh, um, uh, make love something concrete is very difficult, and that extends then even beyond the family. You know, it goes to friends and acquaintances in the sense that we are called to love everybody, and even strangers. And Holy Father said that this brings us this love, this leap of the heart brings us out of ourselves and creates bonds of sharing and communion. 
Pope Francis says social love makes it possible to advance towards a civilization of love to which we are all, uh, which all of us can feel called. You know, John Paul used to speak often about that civilization of love and building up and creating a civilization of love. And we see all around us such horrible things at times, and you wonder what, what, what's, what's bringing this on? You know, why, why, has, why haven't we become a civilization of love? What stops that from happening? What destroys that advancement of this civilization of love? Of course, it's sin, and it's, it's the darkness of, of the age, the darkness of, of this world. You know, we know the prince of this world has, as I said a couple weeks ago, he has his fingerprints all over the place. You can see that. But we are called towards this civilization of love. And Holy Father says, with its impulse and universality, love is capable of building a new world. No mere sentiment. It is the best means of discovering effective paths of development for everyone. And we have a long way to go, don't we? The Holy Father said, love is a gift that gives meaning to our lives. It enables us to view those in need as members of our own family, as friends, brothers, or sisters. A small amount, if given with love, never ends, but becomes a source of life and happiness. Such was the case with the jar of meal and jug of oil of the widow of Zarephath, who offered a cake of bread to the prophet Elijah. Holy Father said it was also the case with the loaves blessed, broken, and given by Jesus to the disciples to distribute to the crowd. Such is the case, too, with our almsgiving, whether small or large, when offered with joy and simplicity. Well, given what I just shared with you, <laughs> this is, you know, let's listen to what the Holy Father is saying carefully. You know, this is a season of almsgiving. And we all, in this country especially, have so much. And I'm not just talking about um, monetary uh, wealth. You know, we have been given so much by our God in this country. I'm sure everybody listening or watching right now can almost be certain that all of you who are listening or watching right now this morning woke up in a nice bed, in a nice room, in a nice house with a roof over your head, probably had a nice breakfast. And if you're fasting, you maybe didn't have a big breakfast, but maybe you had, you know you can if you want it. Probably had a nice lunch by now. Probably have the heat on, or at least you're uh, comfortable. There's no threat of anybody taking away from you what you have. You have loved ones, whether they be your spouse, your children or grandchildren, or other relatives and friends. We have been very, very blessed by Almighty God. And because of that, we're called to not be selfish with it, to give whatever we can give in whatever way we can give, time, talent, or treasure. To those in need, and whatever need that might be, whatever we find ourselves, whatever situations we find ourselves in that require us to, to give, 
to sacrifice. And that's important. Because this does, as Holy Father said, love does give meaning to our lives. It enables us to view those in need as members of our own families. And he mentioned that the the uh, you know the the, the, uh, the Bible account from First Kings, such as the case of the jar of meal and jug of oil of the widow of Zarephath, who offered a cake of bread to the prophet Elijah, or course, our Lord, after having blessed the loaves and gave to the, to the disciples to distribute to the crowd. And Holy Father says, and such is the case too with our own almsgiving, small or large, when offered with joy and simplicity. The Holy Father said to experience Lent with love means caring for those who suffer or feel abandoned and fearful because of the COVID-19 pandemic. This thing has been going on now for a year, hasn't it? I mean, everything shut down a year ago. We've gotten a little bit better. The vaccine is out. Uh, some of the restrictions have been lifted uh, in, in many states. The CDC now has new guidelines. If you are vaccinated, what you can do that you couldn't do before you got vaccinated, all these things are out there. So it's getting better. But we know there are still people who are suffering. We know there are people who have lost loved ones as a result of the virus. We know there are people who have lost jobs because of the virus, people who have lost um, income and, and, and uh, savings and all types of, of hardships that befell them because of the virus. The Holy Father said to experience this Lent that we're in with love means caring for those then who suffered or feel abandoned or have lost he says, in these days of deep uncertainty about the future, let us keep in mind the Lord's word to his servant from Isaiah 43. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. In our charity, Pope Francis says, may we speak words of reassurance and help others to realize that God loves them as sons and daughters. And you know, when I, if, if I had to put into a simple one-sentence phrase, why we do what we do here at Domestic Church Media, why Domestic Church Media exists, why I ask you to help us in this great work of evangelization that we do here through the media. If there was one message that I would like to get across to our listeners and viewers one message that I would like our listeners and viewers to walk away with anytime they come here to listen or to watch is to reassure you and to help you realize that God loves you as a son and a daughter. And all that we have to, to share and offer and we bring you and in all types of different ways and presentations and means on the programs that are on our station, both network through EWTN and our local programs. It's just to let you know and to reassure you and to help you realize that Jesus loves you and that no matter where you find yourself, 
in whatever state of life, in whatever situation, whatever difficulty, or even those who are riding high right now. You know, you have nothing to worry about. You have everything you need, basically, in this life to make you live a comfortable life, an easy life. And there are some of you who are like that. Others of you who are not sure of what the next hour is going to bring, I'm sure, or the next day. None of us know if we have tomorrow. None of us know if we have tonight. But the one thing we can be sure of, and that I, through this broadcast, through my programs, I've been doing this a long, long time, a generation now, over 25 years, or any other program that we bring to you here on Domestic Church Media, is to reassure you and to help you to realize that Jesus Christ loves you. And in this beautiful season of Lent that will culminate in just a few weeks as we enter into the beautiful Easter Triduum, the greatest love shown to man is that Jesus suffered and died for you. If you were the only person ever created, he would have done the same thing just for you. That's how much and how great his love is for you. And so it is my prayer and my great desire every day when I know that this radio station is running and the program logs are going and the files are playing and people are tuned in, that the foundational message of it all is that Jesus Christ loves you. And that should give you the greatest comfort of all. I'll take a break. When I come back, my friends, we're going to go to Lumen Gentium, the dogmatic constitution of the church, and talk more about the role of the laity. So stay right where you are. I'll be right back. voices are on EWTN radio. Through EWTN radio, we talk to audiences all over the world. One thing I've found out is everybody in the whole world has the same set of questions. They live the same human life. They all want meaning. They all want love. They all want significance. That's the most fascinating thing to me. The same answers work wherever you are throughout the world because we're all children of God. Call to communion with Dr. David Anders. Heard right here on Domestic Church Media weekdays at 2. Father Benedict Groeschel. Some great people have shown respect for God. Can I read you a little quotation from Albert Einstein, who many times 
showed a great respect for religion and was one of the great admirers of Pope Pius XII for his stand against the Holocaust during the Second World War. Einstein wrote, the fairest thing we can experience is the mysterious. It's the fundamental emotion that stands at the cradle of all true art and science. A knowledge of the existence of something we can't penetrate of the manifestations of the profoundest reason and the most radiant beauty, which are only accessible to our minds in the most elementary form. It is this knowledge and this emotion that constitute the truly religious attitude. Oh my, so beautifully said. The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. You need to ask God to touch your mind and touch your heart and touch your soul so that you can look at yourself without guilt and look at Jesus with hope and love and deep, deep, deep faith. It says, Jesus, here I am. I have many good qualities and some not so good. Help those that are good to grow Help those that are not good to be changed, to be transformed so that you and I, as we go along in our life, can give courage to others. We can say, hey, look, I know it's hard. I know it's difficult to overcome this weakness, but look, Jesus in you can do it. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Bishop Robert Barron. When you say, well, my ego is the center of my life, my freedom. Okay, it sounds great. What I can envision, what I can desire in the immediacy of the moment. I mean, what a dull prospect. But to say that God's purposes are now my purposes. Well, that opens up, as, as Paul says in Ephesians, you know, this power already at work in me that can do infinitely more than I can ask or imagine. Or the Lord saying to Peter, you know, when you were a young man, you tied your own belt and went where you wanted to go. That's what young people do. But don't get stuck there because then the Lord says, well, you're an old man. Someone else will tie you up and take you where you don't want to go. Well, that's the Holy Spirit. So you don't, don't read that as something terrible. That's liberating. That's wonderful. Some greater power will tie you up and take you maybe where you never imagined you'd go. When you get beyond that little narrow space of your own ego and you're opened up now into the great space, that's what happens when Jesus becomes Lord. Now you're living. The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. From Titusville to Tom's River. Bluebell to Barnegat. Rumson to Roebling. Washington Crossing to West Long Branch. Farmingdale to Flemington. Spring Lake to Stockton. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Happy to have you here on this lovely March 10th, 2021, and I'm praying you're having a blessed day, my friends. I'm blessed because you're here. Thank you for joining me and taking some time out of your day to share this hour with me, and uh, it's always very special. So uh, we just finished up the Holy Father's message for Lent, and we're going to go to Lumen Gentium from the Second Vatican Council, continuing their the, the Council of Fathers' teachings on the role of the laity. Uh, before we do that, I do have a program note for you here. This coming Friday on uh, Friday Live, 
uh, Cheryl and I. Um, our two guests are very interesting. Our first guest is going to be Dr. Thomas McGovern. He's a medical doctor, and he's written a book called What Christ Suffered. So he's going to share with us uh, from his book exactly what it was our Lord went through during his passion. So that's going to be beautiful um, to listen to. And then uh, our second guest will be Michael Lichens, and he's going to talk about a brand new book from Sophia Press called The Pain of Christ and the Sorrow of God. And it's really a, a kind of a reflections for Lent, specifically Holy Week, uh, on the suffering of our Lord. So we're getting to that time in this season. Uh, you know, we're getting close. Holy Week is not that far away. The I think it starts on March 29th, so uh, just two weeks from Monday. And we enter into that beautiful holiest of weeks in our liturgical year and the beautiful Easter Triduum, uh, and then to the glory of Easter. So we'll look forward to that. So join us Friday at 4 o'clock, Cheryl and me, for Friday Live. Uh, we have those uh, two guests and, um, of course, the usual music and Jim's here with the weather. We're going to play Name That Catholic Tune, and uh, it's always fun to be here with you. And thanks for all your great comments. You know, Cheryl said she's, she hears from uh, people uh, who enjoy uh, the program, the Friday program, especially the, the the interaction between Cheryl and me. Well, we've been married for thirty over thirty five years, so we, you know, it's a, it's a lot to a lot to share there. So anyway, we're happy you're part of our our day and and our our family here at Domestic Church Media. It's so important for us to know you're there and listening. And as I said, we do need you. You know, the, the, we just I can't I can't stress enough. I was in the, this morning doing my morning prayer. You know, during the intercessions, there's a time for adding your own, and then whether it's morning prayer, evening prayer, or in between prayer, when I'm in the, in the chapel with the Lord, uh, I just say, Lord, you know, I know, you know, you put us through this sometimes, <clears throat> allow this to happen, but I know our good domestic church media family will come through, and uh, maybe there's someone out there, or a few of you out there, who've been waiting for this uh, time of year to make that very special gift. To the apostolate. You know, don't forget, uh, you can also leave domestic church media in your will, you know, and um, we are a charitable organization. We're a 501c3 nonprofit where your gifts are tax deductible. So there's so many ways to help us out. Uh, first and foremost, pray for us, but uh, please support us financially. These are very tough times right now for us. So let's go to Lumen Gentium, <clears throat> this beautiful teaching from the Second Vatican Council. I, you know, I know I've shared it with you, and, and if you're watching on uh, our YouTube channel or Facebook, you can see the my, my Second Vatican Council book here. Um, it's the pages are even yellowed, which is great. I like, I love that, and 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 it's kind of the binding is coming loose because it's been so well used. There are a lot of marks, pages, and dog-eared pages, and, uh, you know, as I've shared with you whenever we go here, I, I got this book um, 30 years ago, <laughs> almost 30 years ago, 1993, I guess, or 92, uh, almost 30 years ago, and I don't even know why I got it. See, the Lord, he, like, he, 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 he was getting me, he was setting me up for all this. He was getting me ready. I think I told you this last time. It was a beautiful little Catholic bookstore up in Horsham, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, near where I worked. And I would go there on uh, lunch break from my secular job 
the church wasn't open during the day where, or nearby. So I would go to this environment that at least put, they had beautiful little guitar, instrumental guitar, uh, Catholic hymns playing in the background. And I would just go in there and peruse their shelves. In those days, the old days of bookstores before Amazon and all that stuff. And I saw this Vatican II book and I said, oh, I'll get that. And I don't even know why, but I've been using it ever since. So let's go to Lumen Gentium, the dogmatic constitution on the church. And we'll pick up where we left off last week, where the uh, Council Fathers write, besides the apostolate, which belongs to absolutely every Christian, the laity can be called in different ways to more immediate cooperation in the apostolate of the hierarchy, like those men and women who helped the Apostle Paul in the gospel, laboring much in the Lord. They have, moreover, the capacity of being appointed by the hierarchy to some ecclesiastical office with a view to a spiritual end. Remember, these are the days of transition, in, this, in the church back in the mid-1960s. This document was from 1964. All the laity then have the exalted duty, all the laity then, that's us, everybody. As I said, we, we're not called to be bystanders or spectators. All the laity then have the exalted duty of working for the ever greater spread of the divine plan of salvation to all men of every epoch and all over the earth. That's, that's our mission. Therefore, may the way be clear for them to share diligently in the salvific work of the church according to their ability and needs of the times. Very, very powerful. Now, these are the days before there was such a thing as Catholic radio or Catholic television, except for Bishop Sheen, who, you know, had his own television program, but he was the only one. Father Patrick Payton, who used the gift of media uh, in his uh, Rosary Crusade, but also the uh, family theater. You know, uh, Father Payton, who's um, um, up for canonization, uh, back in the 1940s, and I guess 40s and 50s, but more so I think the 40s even, he would get Hollywood's biggest stars and many of them not even Catholic, but they all had a great, you know, they were, whether it be Lucille Ball or, or uh, um, Bing Crosby, of course, who was Catholic. I think Lucille Ball converted to Catholicism when she married Desi Arnaz, but I don't think she ever practiced after they got divorced. But anyway, Father Peyton would get all the biggest stars to, to be in these little dramas, these radio dramas, and even some video or, or film um, vignettes that he would he would do um so you know father patrick payton bishop fulton sheen used the media but since then of course mother angelica god bless her god rest her soul and uh now we're, we're coming up to the fifth anniversary of her passing into eternal life uh back in 1981 began ewtn which is now the largest religious broadcaster in the world uh, of which we are an honored affiliate um, you know, if we go back, and, and as this, this sentence from the uh, document, therefore, may the way be clear for them, the laity, 
to share diligently in the salvific work of the church according to their ability and the needs of the times. Well, boy, oh boy, if the times ever needed a faith-based media, it's now. You know, it used to be back in the day, and many of you remember this, when the media really abided by the basic Judeo-Christian principles of goodness and honesty and truth and decency, right? I mean, go back and watch any uh, television program from the 1950s up to the mid-1960s, and there was nothing questionable about those programs, there were programs on television, even the movies, most of them, but their movies were getting a little bit, little bit um, on the edge in, by the 60s, but uh, television especially, where you could watch a television program as a family and not worry about what your children are going to see or hear. There came a, a point where that changed. And the filth that's on there now and the garbage, whether it be television or film or radio or Internet, you know, the devil has his hand in all of that. And I I remember uh, many years ago, I've used the quote often, where the former Archbishop of Philadelphia, Archbishop Charles Chaput, once said that we've allowed the culture to catechize our people. What truth were people buying into? You know, it's so important then that we have a, an apostolate such as this that is using the media to preach the gospel, not just preach, but to present it. And we have to keep growing. We have to keep getting out there in all platforms, in all areas of media, to keep the light of Christ burning brightly as an alternative for so many people uh, in their viewing and listening uh, habits. And so the Council Fathers said back in 1964 that the laity, the way must be clear for us to share diligently in the salvific, salvific work of the Church according to our ability and the needs of the times. And the times need faith-based media right now. Real, honest, faith-based media. It's so important. And the Father's right, since he wishes to continue his witness and his service through the laity also, the supreme and eternal priest. Jesus Christ vivifies them with this spirit and ceaselessly impels them to accomplish every good and perfect work. You know, my brothers and sisters, when I come to you, as I did at the beginning of this program, did yesterday and shared with you our financial needs, I know there are many of you who right now just can't afford to do that. I certainly appreciate that, and we respect that totally. But I also know that there are some of you who can do that. And there are some of you who can do a lot. 
Maybe you, you haven't done it yet. Maybe you've been waiting for the Lord to call out to you and say, yes, you know, you need to share some of that. This apostolate needs that. You can go up and down your radio dial today, and very few, if any, of the stations you come to are going to be proclaiming the gospel message. And this is the message of, my goodness, salvation. What people need to hear. And we want to keep proclaiming that. And so Jesus, as the Council Fathers say, vivifies the laity with his spirit and ceaselessly impels them to accomplish every good and perfect work. To those whom he intimately joins to his life and mission, he also gives a share in his priestly office to offer spiritual worship for the glory of the Father and the salvation of man. Hence, the laity, dedicated as they are to Christ and anointed by the Holy Spirit, are marvelously called and prepared so that even richer fruits of the Spirit may be produced in them. For all their works, prayers, and apostolic undertakings, family and married life, daily work, relaxation of mind and body, if they are accomplished uh, in the spirit, indeed, even the hardships of life, if patiently born, all these become spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So all that we can do in whatever state of life we are in, in whatever vocation we find ourselves in, however we're called, the Council Fathers remind us that all of these become spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. In the celebration of the Eucharist, these may, not, uh, these may most fittingly be offered to the Father along with the body of the Lord, and so worshiping everywhere by their holy actions, the laity consecrates the world itself to God. Cheryl and I were talking this morning at breakfast about the virus, people's reactions and response to the virus. And now we're seeing a lot more of uh, the CDC guidelines that came out earlier this week. If you are vaccinated, you can now do this, 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 and this. Some people are still very afraid. But we have found, and I think many of you probably, most of you probably have found the same thing if you're in, in, in touch or in contact with uh, younger people. People who don't have a lot of faith, people who have no faith, people who have no belief system, people who don't believe in even God itself, atheists, even perhaps agnostics, seem to be those who fear the virus the most. Why is that? Because first of all, they, they don't understand their calling in the world, as members of the body of Christ, those who especially are have been raised in the faith, but maybe have left, but those who don't even know Jesus, who don't know God, there's nothing beyond what they have right here. Those of us, as members of Christ's body, as members of this church, as disciples of Jesus, as Christians, and as Catholics, understand and know 
that this life is passing away, that this is not meant to be where we are. We're called to be with God for all eternity. And so that, not that we wish any ill or we're not looking to uh, get sick or die, (laughs) but if God allows it, and it's God's permissive will, that it's the time that he prefer that we and wants us to return to him. I, I, not that we're looking for that, but I think all of us know, you know, no matter whether it's the COVID-19 or any other disease, cancer, or through accident, or just old age, we're moving on. But people who don't believe in something beyond this life It is a frightening thing. This is all I have. And you and I know this is not all we have. All we have awaits us. Our treasure is in heaven. But while we're here, my friends, and I think the point of me sharing this section of the uh, council documents, Lumen Gentium on the laity, as I said earlier, it's to, it's to just remind us that we're not here to be bystanders or spectators. We're here to be part of the action. We are called in whatever state of life we find ourselves in, whatever that might be, we are called to consecrate the world itself to God. Think about the enormity of that responsibility and that mission to consecrate the world itself to God through our worship and our actions. And see, it's always been my contention for as long as I've been doing this. Part of the problem today and over the past few decades especially with the dwindling numbers of practicing Catholics is that our Catholic brothers and sisters don't know. And so they they don't know the faith. And so they have nothing as a foundation for living the faith, and they have nothing to give to their children because they themselves don't possess it a working knowledge of the faith, an understanding of the faith. We know that the Holy Spirit inspires many people to desire. We know here of all the great stories of conversion and reversion. But it is a domino effect because if people lose the faith, if they don't live it and fail to... uh, understand it or learn it or, or, or find out more about it in whatever way they can, they lose it, and they then have nothing to give to those who come after them, their own children. There is an enormous responsibility among Catholic laypeople in the state of married life when the Lord blesses that couple with children. The parents are the first heralds of the faith. They're called to be the first teachers of the faith to those children. If they don't have anything to give, to teach, to share, to herald, 
it stops. And that's why we see this domino effect in so many ways. That's why it's so important to have this type of an apostolate out there as a resource where people in the sanctuary of your car, the windows are closed, you may be the only one in the car listening, you're in a holy place right now. Or maybe you're sitting in your living room with a cup of tea listening. You're in the sanctuary of your home, your domestic church, and you're learning. How many people listening right now or watching have ever read or heard what I just shared with you from the Second Vatican Council document, a very important document, Lumen Gentium, the dogmatic constitution on the church? How many of you have ever heard of it, or if you've heard of it, have heard or read what's in it? This is why it's so important. This is who we are. This is our faith. This is our church. That's why on, on Thursdays I share the catechism with you. We've had that catechism now for almost 30 years. It was 1993 that uh, Pope John Paul II promulgated it, and it was given to the world. Many of you may have it. Many Catholic homes may have it somewhere, on a shelf somewhere. But how many are actually reading it or studying it or learning from it? We're very blessed in that we're able to broadcast the Mass every day, and maybe there are people who just can't get to Mass because of the virus or other reasons, who now have opportunity to listen to the readings of the day, to hear the Word of God, to make that spiritual communion. It's so important. That's why we're here. That's why I come to you every day and share these words with you. And pray, my friends, that you will help us out. I'll be back tomorrow, God willing, Thursday. It's going to be a lovely day, they say. So uh, we can have class outside. How about that? Okay, I'll be back tomorrow, God willing. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for being part of my day. My name is Jim Manfredonia. God bless you, and God love you. Trust in me.